This is Trice Talk Minipod for a Saturday night, August the 28th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Minipod, that gap filler between episodes of Trice Talk, a mini version, if you will, of our regular show where I limit the subjects as well as the time for the show itself, at least some of the times. <laughs> if you've listened to some other episodes of Minipod, you know that uh, sometimes I'll run anywhere from 30 minutes to 45, 50 minutes. But tonight, I think it's going to be on key for being 30-minute show. But anyway, thanks for checking out this Minipod episode with me. Uh, tonight, I'm going to share an article with you by one of my favorite... Oh, hang on a second. I had a little pop-up go up there tonight. <laughs> so distracting. Tonight, I'm going to share with you an article by one of my favorite persons that appears on several Fox News shows like uh, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Engel, and, and several others. His name is Victor Davis Hansen. For, many, uh, for a long time, I thought his name was David Hansen, but he's a conservative uh, commentator, a classicist, I'm not quite sure what that is, but uh, and a military historian. I do know what that is. He is a professor of classics, Ametrius, at California State University. He's also a senior fellow in classics and military history at Stanford University. He's a fellow of Hillsdale College and a distinguished fellow of the Center for American Greatness. David Hansen has written 16 books, including The Western Way of War, Fields Without Dreams, and the latest one, I believe, is The Case for Trump. So the article I'm using tonight is from the Epic Times, which is one of my favorite sources for our shows, and it's titled, Does America Still Work? So let me, I'm on, I'll as I usually do, I'll share the article with you. I'll try to get through it without too many commentaries. If uh, I can't, you know, I'll jump in there every once in a while, but certainly have something I want to add to it at the end. All right, this is dated August the 27th when the article appeared in the Epic Times. Hansen writes, for nearly two years, Americans have engaged in a great woke experiment of cannibalizing themselves. 
American civilization has invested massive labor, capital, and time in an effort to constantly flagellate itself for not being perfect. Yet America's resilience and its resources are not infinite. We are now beginning to see the consequences of what happens when pre-modern tribalism absorbs Americans. There are repercussions when ideology governs policy or when we take for granted the basics of life to pursue its trappings. Who cares whether the blow-dried media is woke or if it can't report the truth and keep politicians honest? Once journalists became progressive poodles rather than the watchdogs of government, the Biden administration had no fear of audit. It took for granted that its disasters from the southern border to the chaos in Afghanistan would be excused by toady reporters. Government-engineered equity has replaced the goal of equal opportunity, but such utopianism births popular anger when personal initiative, excellent, and performance do not count as much as virtue-signaling groupthink. The United States just suffered a terrible and shameful defeat in Afghanistan. The catastrophe reminds us that the Biden administration has its politicized military and bureaucracy mostly fixate on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and to root out supposed internal enemies. So our top brass and functionaries talked of redirecting the military to every possible woke agenda, except ensuring military superiority and the safety of the United States. The result is the horrific mess of a pre-modern Taliban army routing the most sophisticated military in the history of civilization. We shudder when American America begs pre-modern tribes not to murder our citizens whom we abandoned in full retreat. Airline CEOs virtue signaling their wokeness by damning voter ID laws, though such identification is required to board their airplanes. The new normal for U.S. airlines is woke delays, woke cancellations, and woke anarchy in the skies. Some universities now subject their admissions, their hiring, and their research to race and gender directives. There is less concern about the collective student debt of $1.7 trillion. College students may graduate woke but they do so with far less impressive reading and writing skills than their less politically correct predecessors a half a century ago. Are college administrators really so virtuous when they boast of improving diversity, equity, and inclusion? Why then do they ignore indebted and poorly educated graduates, veritable serfs who cannot afford homes, put off raising families and prolong their adolescence rather than becoming autonomous citizens. We know from centuries past when policies ensure public safety and which guarantee crime, all laws must be enforced equally, yet now suicidal, legal, and critical race theories sometimes govern which laws are enforced and which are ignored. If a state attorney prosecutes crimes or chooses not to prosecute them on the basis of ideology and race rather than questions of impartial law, then who would obey 
much less honor any of them. The police must not just be monitored, but respected and supported. Today they are defamed and defunded. If those who commit crimes do not expect to be arrested and punished, then crime pays. And so we get more of it. Cries to empty the jails and prisons and pull back on police might sound neat on Twitter, but lots of innocent Americans will suffer the deadly consequences of someone else's virtue signaling. Before a country can conduct cancer research, explore outer space, or defeat its enemies thousands of miles away, its citizens must have access to affordable fuel, food, and shelter. But ideologues now restrict irrigation water, gasoline supplies, power generation, and timber production. They may seem woke and enlightened to each other, but they are indifferent to the exorbitant cost of living, the growing shortages of necessities, and the hundreds of thousands of homeless living amid filth, excrement, and disease on the nation's urban sidewalks. Social media fights, the cancel culture wars between celebrities and elites, the virtue signaling of academics and actors. All of it means nothing if Americans do not have safe roads, viable travel, affordable gas, food and housing, and safety in their homes. Increasingly, they do not have these things. Woke leaders are losing the ability to do the hard and essential work of civilization, largely because they are obsessed with the dispensable. We live in a world of cell phones, Skype, and Zoom, but high-tech has become a mere veneer pasted over medieval urban streets and Depression-era highways. It is more dangerous to walk the nighttime streets of Chicago than those of war-torn cobble. Until our officials can ensure a humane and sustainable standard of living, we have no business lecturing others abroad, much less conducting endless witch hunts of our own at home. Actually, that didn't take as long as I thought it would. So I think he makes some good points there. And, and like I said, you know, Victor Davis Hansen draws on history and history throughout history. We have lessons. We have lessons that tell these various civilizations what is going to happen to them if they do these different things. And for some reason, I mean, for many, many years with few exceptions, America seemed to realize mistakes of the past. America seemed to realize, especially mistakes of those, you know, uh, uh, hundreds of years ahead of them. We've learned, but you know, even with history, we made mistakes in this country, some terrible mistakes at times, but now, even though we have liberals talking about history. And as I mentioned this the other night on another mini pod, I believe, you know, I don't, and my personal opinion is liberals aren't worried about 
correct history. They're only worried about the history which will help them, they feel, stay in power or gain more power. They don't care about the, uh, the atrocities of the past as much as they care about controlling the future of this country. And many people have said it, it's, it, it seems unreal to me that Democrats in the past several years have made so much about racism and white supremacy in this country when they were basically the party of white supremacy and racism all throughout the South for much of the last century in this country. It's, it's amazing to me that they lecture people about that now and they act like they've never been involved in that themselves because they want to keep pointing that at conservatives and Republicans mainly rather than the history of the Democrat Party with those things. And it's amazing that people in Hollywood want to lecture the rest of us how to live our lives, especially conservatives. They hate us because of our religious beliefs and because of the, you know, the fact that we expect people to, if they have the ability to take care of themselves, to do for themselves, to do on their own and not live off the government teeth. There are people who need help, and I truly believe all conservatives believe that people who deserve help should get help, but that doesn't mean a good portion of the country, the population of the country. That does not mean 40, 50% of the country should be uh, taken care of by the government. But if you look at the policies that people are, uh, you know, Democrats are supporting, liberals are supporting now, and now they're talking about a guaranteed income for all, or at least all people making under a minimum uh, amount of, you know, income each year. But as, as I was saying a minute ago, I kind of got off track on that, but Hollywood wants to you know, the actors and all those liberal people out there, and not all of them are liberals, but many of the conservatives are afraid to come out, if you will, because of retribution. And they do get back at people who come out and support a conservative policies in this country, even if the people that are doing it, look how they treat black conservatives in this country. They always want to talk about equal rights and, 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 and furthering the cause of black people in this country. Yet if that person is, if the black person is a, a conservative or a Republican, they demonize them. They call them an uncle Tom. They do everything within their power to destroy them. Which is, you know, that itself should tell people what kind of people these liberals are that do those things. And again, and I've said this before, not every Democrat in this country feels the same way. Not, I don't look at Democrats as evil people. I look at the Democrats who push these crazy things they've been pushing for uh, a number of years as misguided. Maybe, they, maybe some of them have good intentions. 
but it's misguided to think that all these things that uh, Nancy Pelosi and her group of wolves are up there now are trying to, to accomplish in Washington, D.C. And the liberal actors in Hollywood who tell us how to live, live these lives of, uh, you know, and they don't all live, you know, <laughs> extreme lives and live to the limit, but they certainly live a lot better than many people in this country, maybe even the average person in this country. And yet they won't tell us how to live as they fly around from uh, movie to movie or TV show to TV show or whatever it is they're doing. They want to lecture us on humanity and how, how we should believe and what, how we should live our lives as they go along and they live much better than the average person in this country. And it's funny because Hollywood, California, the TV producers as well, all of these things, they talk about white supremacy and racism, but they practice it themselves. They practice it in, practice it in the movies they made. They practice it in the TV shows they made. Uh, it may have been Norman Lear, one of the first people that broke out of that mold, but even then, you know, you have to look at the shows that they did produce. But yet Hollywood supported all of that for so many years until they finally just found out, oh, there's actually money in being woke, so we're going to change our policy. Did they change it because it was the right thing to do, or did they change it because... It was the most smart thing they could do financially. So I think Victor Davis Hanson made some good points here, and it is disturbing how right on he is about a lot of this stuff. And I think I, I have to tend to agree with him. I'm, I'm very concerned about the direction of this country and his, his comments about the military. Uh, we talked about that uh, on Tristalk not too long ago, even before this happened in Afghanistan. These military leaders that have come in under Joe Biden. How many times did you hear about shoring up our military uh, assets in this country or shoring up? you know, um, our capabilities to not only defend ourselves, but to help out our allies, people who depend on us and who have supported us in many ways. Of course, we're all good, great and good about giving uh, millions of dollars to various countries trying to buy them. But that's not all they need. So, we started out this year with the military talking about all these woke policies they were going to initiate in the armed forces. But how much talk did you hear about making sure that all of our equipment is good uh, and that our, our fighting men and women have the equipment they need to do their job when we send them somewhere and put their lives on line? So I think he made a good point there. 
All right. So anyway, I'm going to, I'll make this a short one tonight. I just wanted to share that with you because I think it really has a lot of bullet points there that we need to, if we haven't been thinking about them, we need to think about them because we are approaching a crossroads in this country. And, you know, it's not something, you know, I, I don't have a lot of proof of that. That is my feeling based on things that I read, things that I see on TV, and my perception of how crazy things have gotten and how crazy people in Washington, D.C. are still acting. The things they're still trying to do the things that we allow them to do, because I don't think those people in Washington, D.C., even though they'll stand on camera and say, we're here for you, are they really? If they were there for us, would the country be so messed up right now? Because the people in this country don't want a messed up country, not the majority. Not the majority. So, all right, I'll leave it at that tonight. Um, I have strong feelings about these kinds of uh, issues in this country. And um, I think it is well laid out in Victor Hansen's article here. I'm going to be posting it on Facebook. So if you want to look at it and read it again, um, and you may want to look at some of other Victor Davis's Hanson's writings as well. He, he writes uh, something in the Hillsdale college uh, bulletin that comes out. And I think once a month, I don't know that I've seen my most recent one, but he writes some very good articles. He contributes to that. And generally, they're uh, longer than what, what this article is in the Epic Times. But um, he really writes some good articles. And I would recommend that you, uh, if you have the means, that you follow him. You might even want to subscribe to the Hillsdale College uh, newsletter, which is free. Uh, I think they ask for donations, but you can get it for free. All right. Uh, let's see. Where... Where or oh where? I got to switch back here. Bear with me for a second. Um, of course, tomorrow night is uh, Sunday, and it'll be our uh, Tristock Sunday night with myself and Dennis Lee. It will not be a live show, but uh, certainly it'll be posted. Generally, like I said, most of those postings are after midnight, so you can catch that. Uh, posted show after midnight tomorrow night. Uh, we will be back live on Thursday. And um, I don't, rem I think I, I mentioned last night, we, um, we have a contest going. Uh, it started about two weeks ago, but really we gave away our first item, um, our first book last Thursday, the other night. And our contest is that you can win a copy of Mark Levin's new book, American uh, Marxism. I even, I even haven't, uh, written down as, uh, American socialism, but it's not, it's American Marxism, but we had a winner the other night. And, um, 
It's one of our uh, longtime friends of the show since pretty much, I think uh, she came on and joined us early on. Uh, we don't see her quite often, as often as we'd like, but uh, she joined us uh, early on when we first started the show or rebooted the show last year in uh, July of 2020. So she was our first winner on Thursday night, and she gets a signed copy of Mark Levin's new book. Now, when I say signed, it's signed by Dennis Lee and myself, not Mark Levin. I don't, uh, I don't know that we could have. Now, if Mark Levin would come to Atlanta and uh, do a book tour or book signing, I'd certainly try to get some of these signed. But Dennis Lee and I sign it. So you can get a copy of that if you uh, join us on Thursday night early on in the show because we basically tell you how to win a copy of the book. We have one winner each live show. Uh, I think we've got three more copies to give away. So it'll last another three weeks. So join us early on Thursday night if you're interested in winning a copy of Mark Levin's new book. Um. What other news? Uh, we have some other new things that are coming up real soon. Uh, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to try to do a live uh, broadcast of the Tristalk show on Facebook again, like we did uh, back, I believe it was early June, if I'm not mistaken, early or mid-June. We uh, tried that. It didn't work out real well, but, uh, we kind of had fun doing it and we're going to try it again and we're going to try to pull it off a little bit better than we did the last time. And we'll probably try doing a simulcast where we'll still have it on Podbeam, but we'll, uh, do it on, uh, on Facebook as well. And let's see. Um, and uh, stay tuned for announcements on that date. Uh, I believe it's going to be in within the next week, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we have another surprise. So, yeah, just stay tuned uh, tomorrow night and uh, we'll share all the upcoming news with you. Uh, we're also getting close to um, 10,000 downloads for the show. And uh, we have some other changes that are coming along real soon. So... Um, I hope you'll join me again for another mini pod. I'll be back on Monday night with the next episode of mini pod. And, uh, I guess that's pretty much all I have to share with you tonight. So until then, keep your eyes open and your mind sharp. Stay safe, everybody. There's something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down 
battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds. Are getting so much resistance from behind. Every time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. What a field day for the heat! A thousand people in the street singing songs and.